Hey guys, Abel here, and in this episode, I'd like to talk about a topic that is related to the last few episodes that I recorded about bulking and dieting, and that is messing up your bulk and going up in body weight, or rather body fat, too quickly. Um, Not long ago, I put out an episode on how to end your cut properly and avoid blowing up right away at the end of your cutting process and undo a lot of your results. And in this episode, I want to talk about the dreaded scenario in which you're already screwed up and uh, listening to that advice is already too late. So let's talk about messing up your bulk or gaining phase, whatever you want to call it. Or rather, let's talk about messing up the transition from your cut to a mess phase. You know, This is a problem that back in the days of old school bodybuilding or just physique-oriented training in general was not a problem when a dreamer bulking was a well-accepted thing and something that guys during muscle-building phases happily engaged in because in their minds, eating a ton of food after finishing a cut, for example, or say a week into a gaining phase was not a problem or something they would beat themselves up about since it only meant gaining even more muscle. Now, however, uh, that dreamer bulking during which you eat a ton of food and all just all the food inside is relatively widely considered as a non-optimal way to do things. Um, the caloric surpluses that guys allocate for themselves during building phases is a lot smaller than it used to be in the first place. And then eating a ton more calories than you planned on a bulk is now seen as a failure. And the problem is that this sense of failure then triggers a lot of guys to spiral into just a bad role. And this bad role could entail a few things. I would say that the best case scenario is one where these guys lose a bit of motivation and a sense of purpose, or they just can't really see the point of being strict with their diet anymore since they already screwed up. So then they just start being more random about their diet, you know, being more generous with portion sizes and desserts, and they adopt a bit of a nihilist attitude of, oh, well, man, I'm I'm bulking, it's time to eat. So, you know, they just eat, they get a bit sloppy, and they will spend their muscle building phases quite a bit fluffier on average than what they planned, but they don't get too emotionally upset about the whole thing. Um, A scenario which is quite a bit worse than this is one where these guys lose their motivation and sense of purpose altogether, and they start binging, which then often triggers the desire to do a mini cut right away, which then very often just brings even further binges. And when this cycle goes on for prolonged periods of time, this can just spiral into depression, a feeling of being non-worthy, and especially with a pursuit like body composition, improvement, bodybuilding, etc., it's easy to find yourself incredibly lonely and confused when You know, if you're the average person with sort of the standard social circle and family background, odds are that pretty much nobody around you even understands what you're going through. So you don't really have anyone to turn to. And this is something that most of us are also not very proud of. So when it happens, most people, even if they are members of some some Facebook group or online community, oftentimes they don't probably discuss their problems there either. So with these people in mind, I want to use this episode to provide a few words of advice that a lot of them probably need in such a situation, but they're not able to get it from elsewhere because they feel too insecure to even ask for help in such a situation. So standard situation we'll assume is that you're 
intending to gain muscle and you overeat at least one time, quite a bit more than you should have. And you're concerned about this because your intention was to go on a slow gaining phase and slowly increase muscle mass alongside with the inevitable small amounts of fat gain that typically accompany this. So to specify this a little bit further, there are two types of cases that is worth distinguishing between. Um, One is where someone has been gaining for a while, has been in a good momentum for a while, eating in a surplus of calories and training pretty well, and then has gone overboard for a day or maybe for a couple of days. The other instance is one where I think most of the freak out type of cases tend to come from, which is when someone screws up his diet right after a cut, where, you know, finally they could up their calories and transition into a bulking phase with a fully good conscience, quote unquote. Um, They have the perfect plan laid out about how they are going to go from 10% body fat to say 15% body fat over the course of a slow bulk over say six to eight months. And then disaster strikes and they fall off the wagon for anywhere between one day to maybe as much as a few weeks. And then of course, all the horroristic fears kick in about how now they have wasted this golden opportunity to do a, do a slow, successful ball, starting from this ideal blessed spot where they are lean, have great insulin sensitivity, nutrient partitioning, and all those great supposed benefits that uh, accompany being lean. So why is it important to differentiate between these two cases? Well, You know, if we talk about someone who has been gaining for a while, say has already been eating at least 150 to 200 calories of surplus for at least a month, that person is probably safe from a lot of the more severe negatives that typically happen with these short-term overeating periods. For one, the person is less likely to overeat by very serious margins to begin with. A person who maybe, you know, just finished a cut in an overeating type scenario, might overeat by a few thousand calories, whereas someone who has been purposefully overeating for four or more weeks simply doesn't have the same psychological or physiological pull to slam down an additional 2,000 calories on a given day, let's say. It's not to say that some people still don't do it, but if, say, you have been starting to gain from 10% body fat and now have been eating in a surplus of calories for over a month, then your satiety mechanisms should generally be in order and you should feel pretty full most of the time. Secondly, if you have been gaining for a while, you're probably also over the initial shocks of losing some of your conditioning and dryness. You have experienced by that time a few days when you woke up a bit more watery, not as shredded, so you're just not as sensitive psychologically, which of course helps with the self-loading and the complete loss of purpose, which often follows a day or two of overeating. Also, if you have been gaining for a while, then just the fact that you've actually been gaining for a while can ease your mind a little bit because at the very least, whatever you're going to do next, you have at least gained some muscle during that period leading up to your mess up, which of course is relevant because after a messed up bulk, a lot of people will be eager to start mini cutting or something like that. So in short, this hypothetical person has a lot of things going for him compared to someone who literally just finished the cut. And so what happens with the person who just finished the cut? Well, if you have messed up your bulk let's say, right on the first day of your bulking phase at the end of your cut, which actually happened to me, but I'll talk about this in a second. You know, basically, all the things that I mentioned about the person who has been gaining for a while, as far as what things are going for that person in general, 
Basically, the opposite is true for this person who just finished with the cut. He's more physiologically hungry, which also generally means a higher likelihood of any type of overeating spiraling into a lot more massive overeating. To get a broader explanation of why this is the case, I'd recommend you to check out once again my episode on how to end a cut. I'll link to that in the description below. Basically there I went over all the shitty physiological and psychological things that put you in a vulnerable situation right after finishing a cut to fairly low body fat percentages. And also this person after the cut is probably more self-conscious about his body image and more psychologically attached to his body than ever before. The only thing that could play to this person's advantage is just generally being more motivated and fired up about the prospect of improving his body comp even further. But this motivation also tends to be a bit bipolar in the sense that they are more motivated to aim for perfection, but they're also a lot more likely to get beaten up by anything less than perfect, i.e., you know, overeating by even a few hundred calories or waking up a little watery, etc. And I want to illustrate this with a personal example. So about two years ago, I found myself in a really, really good spot body composition wise. I didn't have a ton of muscle, like not like I do now, but I was around five kilos, so 11 pounds heavy, lighter at the same body fat percentage than I am now. Uh, and I was lean, I looked pretty good, and I was at the perfect spot to start a lean gaining phase or just simply eat a generous amount of food and start putting on mass. I was excited and motivated about what I'll do with my physique in the upcoming months. Also, generally, I was in a good, promising point in life. I just finished my last year in college. I was about to start looking for a placement for my final project. So basically, I was at a blessed state in a lot of ways. And basically, I messed up my bulk on the first day with some pretty massive overeating. Uh, I was over by maybe 2,000 calories or so, and this was incredibly upsetting. I felt stupid that I just put myself in this really good spot physiologically. I had all this potential to go through the perfect gaining phase by the book, and then I messed up right on the first day. And secondly, this feeling of being upset came in large part from just the sheer fretting over the question of what to do next. Do I keep gaining as if nothing happened? Well, then I'll just get fatter faster, right? Side note, this would have been the right choice. Um, or do I do a week of cutting? Well, you know, I was so sick of doing cuts and undereating at that point that even the thought of that made me feel kind of just sickened. So what ended up happening, I believe the next day I overate by an even larger margin. And I actually think that even the day after. Now at this point, I probably could have put on a good chunk of fluff, something that would have warranted, you know, maybe two weeks of cutting or something like that. Um, so you know, now we're talking, you know, the first overeating was like, meh, 2000 calories, it's not that hard to advise someone in that situation, like, dude, you overate by 2000 calories, consider this as a birthday feast, which you didn't have on your birthday, uh, maybe you stored some of these extra calories, you lost some of the other ones because of some inefficiencies, your neat will upregulate a bit throughout the next couple of days, just get over it. But if you overate by more than this for two or three days, now it's becoming more of a talking point, both from a physiological perspective. I mean, what's the right thing to do when someone has just cut his ideal bulking face short by two weeks? But also from a behavioral perspective, because, you know, this guy just binged for multiple days. It kind of shows signs of, you know, having an eating disorder. Um, this latter point, of course, makes the whole picture a bit more complicated, and it would actually make me 
give out a bit more of a customized recommendation for a person in this situation. However, I think first it's worth talking about purely the physiological side of things, because I think that if a person, even in such a really psychologically messed up state, such as I was in at the time, you know, dabbling pretty seriously into disordered eating and the like, could have still been helped greatly by just having a more realistic outlook on everything that was going on physiologically. Because if you perceive whatever damage you created to have a lot higher of a significance in the grand scheme of things than it it actually has, that puts you in some greater danger of creating even more damage out of just frustration. So first, let's go over purely the physiological considerations. And based on that, what are viable strategies to choose going forward? So if you overate only on a day or even on a few days, you know, let's say you even did a 10,000 calorie challenge on a given day, which by the way, don't do that. Check out my episode on cheat meals to know why, but let's say that you've done that. If you have been gaining for a while, you have been eating in a surplus for a while, you have a few options in my opinion. For one, you could either just keep gaining at your previous surplus as if nothing happened. It may get you to reach the upper end of the body fat percentage range that you deemed as acceptable, but it will be by an insignificant margin. If during those 10,000 calories you have put on as much as two pounds of fat, it will mean that you stop your bulk two weeks earlier or then that when you will cut, you will cut for two weeks more. I mean, big deal. The other option, if you have already put on a decent amount of fluff during your bulk preceding this mess up and you have been approaching the upper end of your bulking body fat percentage range that you thought was acceptable, is that you just put yourself at maintenance for a while. You know, those calories from the previous day or previous few days are probably still to some extent circulating around to be used, to use a very bro scientific term. So even if according to your MyFitnessPal you're at maintenance, you're still probably in a surplus on a cellular level. So you're not really compromising your muscle gains by too much. Uh, This brings me to my next option, which is you could just put yourself at a deficit for a few days. You have been gaining for a while, so you probably already have a nice momentum built up, Plus, from this binge that you just had, uh, that momentum is enhanced even more. So even if you underate by, say, a 1,000 calories for one or two days, again, on a cellular level, you're still at maintenance at worst. Um, Or option four, if you have been gaining for a considerable period of time, say, for three or four months, you could just do a mini cut. You ideally are not that excited to eat a ton of food anyway, though that 10,000 calorie challenge you just did might indicate otherwise, but let's talk about physiology only at this point. A mini cut is probably not an unreasonable thing to do after three or four months anyway. I wouldn't really recommend doing it any sooner than that. So, but you know, in this situation, a mini cut would be a viable thing to do too. Um, The last option, which is probably my favorite, is that you could just auto-regulate your food intake. Uh, You just had a ton of food on a given day. Your satiety hormones are probably acutely maxed out. So the next day or next couple of days, you could just set yourself a goal of eating based on hunger and satiety signals and end up where you may uh, calorie-wise. I would, for example, just eat my meals at the times I normally would to prevent needless fluctuations in hunger because of an irregular meal 
meal pattern, set myself some rules about having some nutrients around my workout, and then just eat some moderate to low palatability, low calorie filling foods for the rest of the day to satiety. I touched on this in the intuitive eating episode that I've done, that this is a pretty viable way to auto-regulate things. You know, you know, if you had a day of, say, 5,000 calories the day before, even if on the next day you're eating only like substance levels of calories, I wouldn't technically call it a day of starving yourself. You know, on the net balance, you're probably still are pretty well fed. So even if on a training day, this would be fine. Now, when it comes to actually having just finished the cut, like I said, from a physiological perspective, you're more prone to overeat by greater margins. So you're hungrier, you're diet fatigued. And for that reason, your options, insofar as them being appropriate, actually do narrow down, in my opinion. So if you just overate by a decent margin or even had a binge, doing a mini cut right away is generally a pretty bad idea because you're just at the risk of having even more binges. Again, I don't want to talk this into you. You know, I hate it when people almost try to put a curse on someone by saying that if you do this, then these bad things will definitely happen. You know, you may be actually be able to pull it off if you do a one week mini cut right after just having finished the four month cutting cycle, let's say. But it's psychologically very difficult. You just arrived to the finish line, completed your mission, which was hard. You finally get to do something else, but then you're being sent back to the track for another week or two. No good. In my opinion and in my experience, if I look at what has worked for me and what has worked for the people I interacted with or advised on this, is embrace the mess up after the cut as a humanly slip and don't try to deliberately make up for it. Again, from a physiological perspective, what's the worst that could have happened? It's been a day of mess up, even if it was very significant. Think about it objectively from a physiological perspective. Maybe you have set yourself back by a week or two weeks, and you'll have to cut your bulking short by that amount. Or if you have planned to bulk for, say, 12 to 16 weeks or longer, that still gives you plenty of time to build muscle. So in my opinion, if you just finish the cut and, you know, let's define just having finished the cut as within four weeks of your last deliberate hypocaloric day, I would say that your best courses of action are the following in descending order in terms of optimality. For one, simply keep going with your bulk. Be in a caloric surplus and send the signal as much as possible to your body that you're being well fed. When it comes to energy intake and the bodily changes you want to invoke by that, consistency is the name of the game, really. So I would say that's probably your best bet. You know, write down on your hand this mantra, something like, I have all the rest of my life to get lean, but now let's build some muscle. And try to not self-load about what just happened. Option number two is just decrease your caloric surplus by a small margin for the upcoming days a little bit, or put yourself at maintenance for a few days. Now, this is especially viable and can nicely ease your mind if you didn't overeat by a significant margin and your caloric surplus was relatively substantial to begin with. So if you overeat by, say, 1,500 calories and you would have been in a 500-calorie surplus by default, then, you know, just drop those 500 calories for the next three days and your mind can be at rest that you just eliminated the overeating, you know, even if in practice thermodynamics doesn't quite work out like that. 
Now, if you overate by, I don't know, 5,000 calories because you went on a legit binge and your caloric surplus would have been 200 calories, then I would say don't bother. It's just going to drive you insane with the math in your head and you'll just overthink things. Simply keep eating the way you would have intended to do so. Chalk that 5,000 up as a one-time bonus card and allow yourself to think that it all went to your muscles and just keep going. Now, third option with a lot of caveats, is to once again auto-regulate your next day's intake based on hunger and satiety. Now, this is a risky and more often than not non-appropriate for someone who just finished a cut. You know, I think that I, for example, could have pulled it off the last time I did a cut because I finished the cut without counting macros to begin with. So if, say, at the end of that cut, I would have been invited to some some of these ridiculous Balkan feasts in Macedonia, I would have eaten however many calories, which here you pretty much have to multiply the estimated calories by two because they are amazingly creative at making even your water high calorie. So the next few days, I probably would have just eaten as before, except I would have taken some of the more high calorie items out of my diet to allow my appetite to auto-regulate better. If you're curious on how I do this in practice, I would once again recommend my intuitive eating series or the episode on holiday eating. There I talked about how I modify my nutrition around eating out without tracking macros. So long story short is that someone who has experience with this can do an auto-regulated approach after some overeating period. But for others who are pretty inexperienced in this regard, it's risky right after finishing a cut. And this is also a good segue, or it might be a terrible segue, but I'll make it anyway, to the question of what happens if you actually didn't just overeat on one day or, say, two days, but you actually legitimately fell off the wagon for, say, a week or two weeks or a month. What if you just completely broke down and binged for two weeks? You know, there I would say that whether you just finished a cut or have been in the middle of a gaining phase is pretty irrelevant because in either scenarios, losing a complete sense of control for more than a week definitely presupposes some deeper issue. And and I guess my number one advice would be in general is to simply seek help. Now, you know, it doesn't necessarily have to be an eating disorder specialist or a therapist. You know, it could simply be someone who you trust as being a compassionate person who cares about your well-being or just about people's well-being in general. This seeking out could happen on a paid or non-paid basis, but sometimes we just end up in a bad loop where we always arrive to the same place mentally, no matter how we're trying to get out of it. And we just need the perspective of someone that is not us. Now, I think that it's very important to seek help from someone who actually understands your body composition goals and this whole fitness and lifting game that you're into. You know, I can tell you that, you know, I never fell off the wagon for even as long as a week, but, you know, when I was deep into shit and it started to dawn on me that maybe I should actually seek help from someone, the prospect of sitting down with someone who doesn't even understand the whole pursuit of building a physique and thereby almost making the entire session useless cannot discourage me from even seeking help. But I think that that I could have done a lot of things. For example, I could have written to one of my trusted experts in the field who have worked with a lot of clients and asked them if they could have recommended someone to me who is a professional in this field. More than likely, they actually would have known at least someone that could have helped me. Now, 
if you, for whatever reason, don't want to reach out for help because of insecurities or being concerned as to what will happen and you'd like to sort this out on your own, my standard recommendation would be, well, the first one would be to try to change your perspective and actually seek help. But as far as the nutritional side of things go, my advice would be, and I'm harking back on my episode on cutting or bulking, also linked in the description, um, that if you're in a state where compulsive decisions rule your behavior that are seemingly out of your own personal control, be it binging, permacutting, yo-yoing, then your number one priority at that moment is not optimizing your physiology, but to optimize your psychology for the long term. And the number one best way to do that, through nutrition at least, is to eat around maintenance. Because maintenance is basically where life happens. And by maintenance, I don't only mean maintaining your weight over time. Because as we all know, you can maintain your weight over time by binging on one day and fasting on the next, or making sure that you hit 30 or 40,000 steps a day. Yes, those are all ways to achieve maintenance calories over time, but it kind of misses the point of establishing good eating habits. Because perhaps the biggest issue with falling off the wagon for a prolonged period is that you just made a pretty big dent in the self-belief and self-trust that you have in your ability to make rational decisions and to just act in congruence with your values and your goals. You know, carrying out actions every day that serve your long-term goals and pursuits is not always a given. And a lot of us have to work on ourselves continuously to be able to do that. But when it happens, it's a very empowering feeling. And when you act in complete non-congruence to your values and goals, that can be a pretty discouraging feeling, which can really harm self-confidence. So I think in a situation like this, the number one priority is to restore your self-trust in your own self-discipline. And this rebuilding has to be action-specific too. You know, you want to gain trust in your ability specifically with regards to eating normally. So you could go back to cutting and you might pull off a cut successfully, but that would only restore your belief in your ability to cut. What would guarantee or what would make you confident about you not falling off the wagon again once you're done with your cut? So therefore, I would say that your best plan of action after falling off the wagon for a prolonged period is to eat net maintenance for at least a few weeks, say a month, to up to a few months. So generally, this would be somewhere between 4 to 12 weeks. These numbers are largely arbitrary, but generally, if you do something for a few months, you will have built up pretty good self-efficacy by that point. Uh, once you've completed this re-normalizing period, now, in my opinion, you've earned the right to cut once again. And then you can go ahead and cut off that fluff that you just gained during your falling off period. So basically, that would be my standard advice in a situation like this. Re-normalize and then fix up. One final thing, just to illustrate how individual these things can be sometimes, when I was in the middle of having the worst possible relationship with nutrition and training, I was trying all kinds of strategies to fix myself up. And I talked about this in a few times before, that what eventually did fix me up was actually not related to nutrition and training at all. But basically, but it was actually related to just life in general, which is 
that I simply started living and removed my thinking a little from trying to optimize my nutrition and training whatsoever. You know, the Einstein quote, we can solve the problems by using the same kind of thinking we used when we created them, I think in this case is incredibly applicable. So last year, when I just decided that I'll start going out more, I'll start getting laid more, then everything started to move in the right direction. And funny thing is, when I made that decision, it's not like my self-esteem and self-image was at its peak. It's not like going out and meeting with new people was that desirable for me at the time. But it, I kind of just decided that I'll start acting like a person who is in the mood to go out and meet new people. And I'll just see how my internal state will change based off of that. And, you know, it actually did work out. But, you know, that's a whole different topic, how that plays out in real life. But I just brought this up because as I was talking about the point when I messed up my gaining phase, basically the first day, even though I was lean, I was in a good position in life and how much I was pondering uh, when looking back at that point. Funny thing is, is that just before I would have started out with that bulk, which I messed up, I actually had the opportunity to go on this music festival kind of thing with friends. And, you know, that probably would have entailed a few days of just getting wasted and partying. And of course, that wouldn't have been the healthiest thing to do. But to this day, I just wish I would have gone with them because I know that A, that would have helped to remove my mind and thinking about the whole fitness thing for a while. And B, I know that upon coming back, I would have been even hungrier and more eager than ever before to just attack my nutrition and training with my A game and start making great progress. But instead, I let myself being stuck in that loop of overthinking paralysis by analysis and, you know, eventually burnout. So guys, as usual, I touched on a lot of things and went perhaps a bit so much more deeper than I should have and what would have been justified. But I hope that this whole episode helped to answer the question, what should you do if you mess up your bulk? Hey guys, I just want to tell you again that your inputs for this podcast will help it grow more than anything and your requests, ideas and comments will contribute to awesome content going live on this channel and podcast more than anything. So if you want to contribute, the best thing you can do is to go on Facebook and look up Sustainable Self-Development. You'll find both the page and the Facebook group that is dedicated to discussions and ideas being thrown around. Go there and note down your comments about what kinds of topics or guests you want to be featured on this podcast and YouTube channel in the future. Just keep in mind the general theme of this podcast and my YouTube channel, which is to help people becoming their best selves in terms of lifestyle as it pertains to fitness and general personal development. This podcast is really dedicated to self-improvement, both physically and mentally. So keep that in mind. So thanks again for tuning in and see you next time.